Welcome back to MarTech Zone interviews on today's show. We have Wendy Covey. Wendy is a CEO, technical marketing leader, author of Content Marketing Engineered, uh, one of the Wall Street Journal's 10 most innovative entrepreneurs in America, and she holds a Texas fishing record. We're going to have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> over the last 20 years, Wendy and her team at True Marketing uh, have helped hundreds of engineering and technology companies build trust and fill their pipelines using compelling technical content. And that's the theme for today's show. Uh, I have a lot of technology companies that follow me uh, that listen to the podcast. And we're going to talk specifically about how you can utilize content marketing to reach your audience. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Well, welcome back to MarTech Zone Interviews. On the line, I have Wendy Covey. Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. And okay, let's start it. The Texas fishing record? I do. I caught the largest, uh, it's technically called a red drum, but you know, I know red drum. Red fish. Yeah. Yeah. So the largest redfish in any body of water in the state of Texas. How about that? Wow. Now, did you throw it back? I did. I did. <gasps> oh, throw it you're back. such a good fisherman. Yeah. 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 And uh, the only woman, at least at the time in the record book. So I'm, I'm proud to say that too. That's fantastic. And, 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 and red drum, that's a, that's a thinner, like great white meat fish, right? They are, but yes. at, at this size, you wouldn't want to eat this fish. No. So, <laughs> it, it was about five feet long to put it in perspective. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> so it was old, big and gamey like me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, welcome. And, and I loved, uh, we uh, of course had a discussion before the show and we talked about the topic and I, I love this topic because I came from technology and software as a service and everything else. And, um, you know, a lot of engineers don't have kind of that uh, content marketing and digital marketing mindset, if you will. You know, they're, they're very resourceful, they're very logical, they're, uh, you know, good people, uh, but they don't kind of understand sometimes what motivates uh, people. And so I thought it was, wow, Wendy not only uh, specializes in this, you know, industry, which is really, really, I think, rare, um, but you know, how, how do you even, I'm, I'm curious, do people broach you and come to you and ask you for assistance or is it, you know, you go to companies and you basically show them uh, the error of their ways or, or why things aren't happening the way they are? Yeah. So that's a, a very good question. Most of the time people find us and they find us through our content. And so you have these technical companies that are trying tactics that aren't working, or they're working with an agency that de doesn't understand what they do, the acronyms they use, you know, they try to write content for the company and it's just not working. And so often what I'll hear is, companies will find us because they'll Google something like how to market to design engineers or, you know, how to create a technical white paper that converts leads. And so that's uh, generally how people find us. And, um, 
it's funny what you said about engineers don't really understand what content marketing is. And that's so accurate, but it's ironic because as engineers that need to solve a problem, they go to Google and they're looking for content. So it seems like it would be the most natural connection in the world, but, but there is a disconnect there. Right. Right. And that's what I was just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I probably bridge the gap, right? I'm coding a lot and I'm doing a lot of integrations and everything else. And at the, at the same time, I'm a marketer, uh, but I don't, you know, the irony of me having a podcast is I don't, I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And most engineers don't. <laughs> yeah. I just want to fix the problem. And so right. if I can go find, so I love that. I love that, you know, basically, so the, so the first question, why should I do this? Wendy is you say, well, how did you find me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about that. And sometimes I'll even open my CRM. We use HubSpot and, and I'll show someone their profile and, and let them see, oh, wait, you can see all the pages I visited and the three eBooks yeah. I downloaded. And they'll say, yes, I did. And it looks like you've been going through my content for a year and a half and then decided to call me. Oh, right. <laughs> How <laughs> about we do that for you and your buyers? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And, and let's talk about those buyers, you know, do, um, you know, do technical buyers, people that are approaching, let's say engineering companies, do they, do they behave differently from a traditional B2B buyer? Well, let me ask you in return, you're an engineer yourself. Uh -oh. <laughs> do, do you behave a little differently than the average person? <laughs> um, you, know, you, you know, what I, I will say is I think I am a little bit more uh, self-reliant. Uh, mm -hmm. So so maybe from a B2B standpoint, Resourceful. there might be people that are open to calling sales first or, yeah. uh, or making that appointment and introducing themselves. I definitely Not think- Not so skeptical. Yeah, uh -huh, I definitely uh -huh. think from my perspective is, I wanna try to figure it out first before I, and then I, maybe I'll narrow it down to, you know, three, three pieces of information that I can't find about this company or, or something, and then I'll call. Right, um, but, right. I, but I won't call until I've exhausted no. all my- it, yeah, all, all your resources. Yeah. yeah. So there's this, you know, we often hear in B2B research, you know, that 50% of the buyer's journey is completed before a buyer wants to talk to someone. Yeah. Well, when, uh, when we did this research, studying specifically uh, technical buyers and, and mostly engineers, we found that it's more like 63%. And the younger the engineer is, that percentage goes up. So for wow. under 45, um, the statistic is 70% of the buyer's journey is complete online before that buyer's willing to pick up the phone or answer a sales email or in any way engage with sales. So the, Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, it's a big portion. And, and then the other great statistic that we've looked at year after year is how many pages deep is an engineer willing to go in Google search before they give up their, um, you know, whatever it is they're searching for and they change their keyword. So the average consumer goes one page deep. How many pages on average do you think an engineer goes? See, now you're going to embarrass me because <laughs> I've gone five before, but probably uh -huh. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say three or four. So five is the average. Oh so that's the gosh. most people go five, but there are more engineers that will go all the way to page 13, then we'll stop at page one. Wow. So if that is an indicative of resourcefulness, self-reliance, I want to find this information on my own. I'm willing to dig very deep to find the right information. 
you know, that's engineers. And so to me, those are very good illustrations of why content marketing is so important and it works so well for this audience. Yeah. It, it serves them. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, if, if someone's willing to go that deep and really search that deep, um, how, how do you take and move them, you know, from the page to a phone call or to an appointment? What's, is there a different, you know, kind of motivation factor for them? Yeah, to me, it all goes down to um, mapping out the buyer's journey and thinking through who your target persona is. So say it's a design engineer, you know, and, and they're the specifier. They're, they'll be the first one that, that comes to find your company. So you think through, okay, what, 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 what is their pain point? What is their challenge? How, you know, how that, that you can solve, obviously. And what are they going to be typing into Google? So you want to start there help them find you. And then what do they need to know next? What are those next pieces of information and how do you continue to offer value? And then eventually, of course, there's going to be an exchange where, okay, I have so much value for you in this white paper or this CAD drawing or whatever it is. I'm going to expect some information in return. And engineers are willing to fill out that form if there's real meaty content there. And so Got there it. just gets to be this tipping point where you provided enough value to them and you've convinced them that you should be shortlisted basically for whatever their needs are. And then that's when they're receptive to sales. Yeah. Um, and then that first outreach, um, our, our research shows is um, most welcome in email form over phone. Yeah, I said, I don't want to talk. I don't want to <laughs> and talk then chat, email. chat's only 5%. Um, wow. of engineers right now that want to do chat. And, but I think that that's going to change. I feel like yeah. B2C is going to beat us all into submission for chat and it'll become more of a norm. But, but right now it's, it's not something many engineers engage with. It seems uh, the other one too, is I've, I've read one of the limitations of chat is obviously length, right? And that's mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah, and, and so in, in an email, I can get my 10 key points out, write them and say, what about these answer these questions, but in chat, now it's going to go back and forth and back mm -hmm. and forth. And, and I feel like, um, I, in fact, I've read like some of the frustrating, uh, was it a uh, chili piper? We had a, we had an interview with chili piper and it's, it's basically a tool, um, kind of a chat pop-up, but literally it gets, it gets a form, you know, so it, it you go from chat to form you know, and then convert. And the interesting thing was that they said, you know, if you've got to ask five questions in a row, you're going to lose everybody. Mm, but if you ask yeah. them three, you know, fill in these three, you know, fields, you'll get people. And so uh -huh. it's pretty fascinating the back and forth people get frustrated with. Right. Um, but the, and so I could totally see how email, I'm, I mean, I use it that way. I'm very, I'm brief in my emails, but I get straight to the point. Mm -hmm. bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, you know, give me a response. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's interesting. And so, um, and so with that depth, you know, uh, what, what types of content are, are you seeing that, you know, uh, an engineering buyer, you know, what are they most interested in? All of it. <laughs> so we asked this question and of course we test this out with true marketing with all of our clients. And, and we see that, Form factor starts with what is the best way to tell this story, to convey this information. And, um, and, and we, we've in our, in our research, we'll ask, okay, um, what would you rather have a case study or white paper? And we have them rate it from um, most valuable and um, somewhat valuable or not valuable at all. in just each piece yeah. and almost every piece we ask about 
they say either um, mostly valuable or somewhat valuable. So there's very few that say no value whatsoever. So it tells us, um, you know, engineers, they digest content in all sorts of ways, do what is is a fits best and then repurpose so that you can capture the people that would rather have video than, you know, the written word and use some short form and some long form. So that white paper can be four blog posts. Yeah. So um, in fact, one of the most popular things right now we're seeing is we're repurposing blog posts into FAQs on solutions pages and product pages. Yeah. And those are performing extremely well not only with engineers, but also with Google as um, they go to surface some of those quick answers, you know, when you first search for something. So yeah. um, that's an, a neat trend to take advantage of for B2B. That's tech. fascinating. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it may, I, I mean I, I'm embarrassed at how much you're dictating exactly how I use content. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, but that's it. Like if I, if I get to a page and it's not well organized and I can't kind of look it over easily and jump to the section that I want or the information like an FAQ, you know, or mm -hmm. something like that, I tend to just get lost and, 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 and I'll go yeah. back to the search engine. And to your point, I'll go to page two or I'll go to page that's three, right. you know? And so it's, it's funny just thinking about this behavior. And, uh, and so it, it seems to me, am I making a, you know, is this a bold statement, but is content marketing got a higher engagement rate for an, you know, a technical buyer versus, you know, let's say the average consumer? Boy, I, I haven't measured the two side by side. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I find that it's extremely effective with engineers and, and the more skeptical this buyer is, you know, G Google ads, for instance, perform abysmally for this audience mm. because there's this lack of trust. Oh, I know that's a paid vehicle and right. I know they're just trying to sell me something. And so educational content is way valued over paid content. And I don't feel like as a consumer, I approach it the same way, right? That pair of shoes is a pair of shoes and, yeah. and it might be following me around the internet, but I still like that pair of shoes and I'm okay that they're advertising to me. Yeah. Um, isn't that if, fascinating? Yeah. But if I'm trying to solve something that that might mean life or death for someone i need to get it right you know the yeah. stakes are high in this part that i'm putting inside this pacemaker or medical device or whatever it is and so really the the source and the credibility uh, behind that source is so much more important interesting and and so let's 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 talk about that because let's go from content to decision-making, you know, is there a different process that, and uh, you know, someone that's a little bit more technical takes from a, you know, a purchase decision standpoint uh, than again, the average B2B buyer. Yeah. So I think this is often a mistake that technical companies make uh, is they stay in spec land when they get that, uh, that uh, purchase uh, decision maker and uh, they need to be thinking in benefits. And, and, and that's really for all B2B companies. I think that's a common mistake is you really need to separate your personas between that specifier that's going to find you and champion you. And then how do you speak differently to that decision maker? And, and what is it? Is it you're saving time, you're saving budget? You know, what yeah. are those things that um, uh, are going to resonate with them? And then the purchase manager might be a third set of things. Uh, so really defining those audience personas and crafting messages for each is so important. 
but a lot of our time is spent uh, at the onset of an engagement thinking about that specifier because that's at least where the leads come from. <laughs> and then as we further into our engagement, we talk about those other personas next. That's, that's got to be tough for an engineer that, you know, spent the last year, you know, uh, specking out and creating his 3D diagram that went and got <laughs> created and, and everything else. And he wants to show the hundred form factor elements that, you yeah. know, make, make it the best product. And, and, and you just want to go, well, no, it, it, it just works better. <laughs> Yeah, but there's a place for that. You know, yeah. um, CAD drawings are one of the most popular uh, downloads behind a form. So it's a huge lead generator. Wow. So I tell that engineer, like, great job. We don't want to give away your IP. So let's make sure that's hidden and let's use that. But it's way deeper in the, you know, in the buyer's journey. You're you're down <laughs> down the way. Let's let's first like connect and solve some pain points and, and get you at least further down the road before we put that in front of them. Isn't that fascinating? I, I often tell the story that I, I had a, a data center that I uh, that we had helped out for quite a while. And our most popular converting piece of content was how to build your internal data center. And yeah. so and, and it was, I bet it was evergreen. Uh, it, it was pretty evergreen. Yeah. And 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 it wasn't, we didn't talk about, you know, why you shouldn't build your own. We uh -huh. literally just kind of went through oh, all of the I specifications see. and all like a of the do-it-yourself sort yeah. of yeah. And by and the time they got through it, they said, "I'm not, I'm not going to do all this." That's exactly this is what fascinating. Happened. But I need yeah. to hire someone. Yeah. That was a, that was exactly what happened. So wow, that's that's. I love that story because um, you know technical executives are so careful often, and I don't want to give away all of our secrets. And it's all and that's there. a really scary endeavor to to write that white paper that you just described. But it yeah. is absolutely the outcome that yeah you know, people aren't going to go use that as their playbook. Right. <laughs> right. They're going to realize, wow, you really know your stuff. And that's, it's an intimidating process. I can't do that myself. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, well, uh, last question, uh, just given the timing of this and everything else, I'm yeah. curious over the last year, uh, you know, has with the pandemic hitting, has it changed behavior at all? Well, there's, of course, two things. So one, there's still a lot of technical companies um, relying upon trade shows and in-person sales visits. And so those are the two things that we've been trying to coach companies of, hey, do less of that and you need to focus more on your content and your website. And so this was a forcing factor um, to really bring focus to um, content, to digital marketing. And so we, um, boy, we've had so many calls from age prospects that, that are always read our blogs, but never really felt compelled to pull the trigger. And they're like, okay, Wendy, it's time to talk about my terrible yeah. website and do something about it. Um, and so as we look forward to 2021, uh, we see that, you know, webinars are going to be very popular. You know, we do see some of the industry events spinning out into virtual events. And my take on that is that the virtual events that have the webinar components, that's where all the meat is. That's where the value is. If you're just creating, you know, an expo, virtual expo type environment, that's really just putting up some content assets there. You're not going to um, attract the qualified people. You really yeah. have to have that presentation aspect. So again, getting those. into those details, right? That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, um, and, and, uh, to, for everybody, I always, uh, you know, want to close out, 
Um, what kind of companies do you appreciate working with? Maybe tell some industries, some sizes, uh, and then of course, we'll, you know, where people can get a hold of you. Yeah. So we work with uh, middle market engineering and technology companies, primarily in design engineering and manufacturing. So that's where our area of concentration is. And uh, we're located in Austin, Texas, the company's true marketing, and that's spelled T-R-E-W marketing. And um, our biggest areas of expertise include marketing strategy development, brand positioning and messaging, and content marketing. That's fantastic. And we will absolutely have those in the show notes. Uh, Wendy Covey, uh, CEO, again, of True Marketing. Uh, thank you so much for spending the time today. This is fantastic. I was happy to be here. Thank you. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.